Welcome back to this edition of The Pit Stop. I'm your host, Randy Pettit, and we continue with the theme of hot. It's been hot outside, and we got a couple of hot, young, late model racers on our program tonight. We talked to Camp Thomas in our first segment, and just a moment, we're going to congratulate uh, young Chase Murphy on his first late model victory of the season down at Caraway Speedway. But first, we're going to go racing around just a little bit. We want to touch on the Madhouse here and remind the fans that on uh, Saturday night, July the 22nd, Jason Myers won the 100 lap modified race, the 40th main event victory of his career. Congratulations, Jason, passing the 1984 champion Johnny Johnson on the main event winners list. And Jason's got a long way to go to catch his brother and Tim Brown, but he's climbing that mountain. Zach Orr and Riley Neal won sportsman division races. Brad Lewis will ultimately wound up the street stock winner. A.J. Sanders and Tyler Bush won stadium stock races. Now, entering the races of July 29th, uh, the showstopper Chris Fleming now sits atop the modified division standings. The defending and reigning champion, Tim Brown, in search of championship number 13, is 13 points behind. And Brandon Ward, 24 points behind in third. And Burt Myers tumbled from first to fourth in less than two weeks, 33 points behind. Lee Jeffries, fifth, 39 points out. Over in the Sportsman Division, we had him on our last program. Chase Robertson still leads away with a pair of top five finishes that most recent event. Zach Orr, eight points behind in second. And Riley Neal is proving he's still the real deal. Only 15 points out back there in third. And how about a three-way tie for the street stock division point lead over at the Madhouse? Brad Lewis, Austin Jones, and Kristen Joyce all knotted up at the top, entering the races of July 29th. A.J. Sanders with that win, Padges lead to 30 over Brandon Brindle in the stadium stock division. Got some more news we want to pass along. A recent guest of this program back in the day there, Lane Riggs, reigning uh, NASCAR uh, Division One National Champion. Uh, congratulations to Lane. He's going to get to drive the number seven truck, Aspire Motorsports, August the 11th over at Lucas Oil Raceway Park, right next door to my friend's the NHRA's U.S. Nationals, a big drag strip there. So good luck to Lane Riggs up there in Indianapolis. We want to remind the folks that the Cars Tour is coming down to Ace Speedway. Uh, stomping rounds of our guests tonight. Uh, watch them race there quite a bit. Ace Speedway will host the Cars Tour on August the 11th. That's a Friday night, I believe. 125 laps of late model stock car racing. Twin 30s for the local limited late models. $1,000 to win mini stock race. The champ carts in action. A huge night of racing. So go support Ace Speedway on August the 11th when the Cars Tour comes to town. And keep in mind, they'll be back in North Carolina twice on August 26th at Wake County Speedway. And then in September, the 9th, down in Jacksonville, North Carolina, my buddy Andy Marquis will be down there uh, corralling all the Cars Tour regulars at Jacksonville, North Carolina. They race in Florence, South Carolina at the end of September on the South Boston Tri-County. And they come back to Caraway Speedway on November the fourth. We also want to let you know some recent news that came out. If you missed it on Facebook, Bobby and Jessica Kohler have purchased Friendship Motor Speedway and they renamed it Ultimate Motorsports Park. It's three-eighths of a mile is going to remain a dirt track. And I got that straight from the horse's mouth. They're reopening that uh, track for Saturday night, August the 26th. They'll have a $7,500 to win Ultimate Super Late Model main event. 
uh, a veteran racer and one of my friends, Wayne Quisenberry up in Mount Airy is going to be the promoter of the new Ultimate Motorsports Park. And for those of you wondering, uh, Bobby Kohler and Jessica field three dirt late model teams. That's where you've heard those names and those cars driven by their sons, Jordan and Evan and the veteran Jimmy Owens. They plan on eventually removing the old asphalt when that was a paved track and putting in an all new dirt surface. They're going to have a on-site campground in the future, and they're going to relocate the pits to the outside of the track. So a lot going on down there. And as we mentioned earlier, we had a lot going on down at Caraway Speedway. And our guest tonight is probably still shaking off the celebration from July the 22nd. Chase Murphy. Man, I appreciate you letting me get through all that, Chase. Congratulations. First win of the season down at Caraway. Is that your first win ever in late model? Uh, yeah, that's the first one that we've had. Uh, we uh, the past four years, uh, we started off in an old ride along car at Ace, and uh, just kind of worked our way up from there. Thanks to Dylan Ward for uh, helping me out with the car I have now, and then uh, Jason York for helping me the last couple years. He's been helping me with motors and helping me with setup stuff. And uh, we actually go me, him, and Jamie all three run out of the same shop. So uh, thanks to them, that's the reason we got to got the win Saturday is just we put in a whole lot of work and effort updating everything on that car well for the folks that don't know Chase Murphy's uh parents are and his grandmother heavily involved in racing and I want to say I the, the the most satisfying thing for me as an announcer is watching someone get their first victory at anything at any division any level but man when you have somebody get their first modified win or limited late model or late model win that's a biggie and Brenda your grandmother she has scored some for us at Caraway in the past and she was our score regularly when I was down at Ace Speedway your grandmother had the tears just flowing down her face when you were climbing out of that car Saturday night July 22nd Chase that's what it's all about isn't it yeah, that that is exactly what it's all about. Uh, I mean, it, it couldn't have came at a better time for us. I mean, it was we were talking to Dylan about reclipping the car. You know, that was his old car, and we were like, man, I think it's time for a front clip. And then we go out there and win, and to win and dominate the way we did, it's like you don't really want to mess with it now, but at the same time, you got to make it better. But with it, the only thing that could have made that one any sweeter was if my sister would have been there, but she had to work. Um, but it's like we all talked about. I think the only one not crying after that one was me and my spotter. Um, and that was just a big one for everybody. And for it to happen on the night that it did was just huge for us. Well, folks, you're listening to The Pit Stop, and I'm your host, Randy Pettit, one of the announcers down at Caraway Speedway, along with the longtime voice of Caraway Speedway, Mr. Alan Todd. My pleasure to work alongside Alan. And uh, we got to call Chase Murphy's very first late model win on July 22nd down at Caraway as part of the Ready Mart Summer Clash. And uh, Chase, um, you know, it's just always cool to somebody, see somebody get their first one. But, you know, let's think back a minute. That came in race number two. Race number one, something very pivotal happened uh, that may have paved the way for you to win in, in race number two. And that's the way racing works sometimes. You were up there battling, I believe, for a top three position, and you and Cam Thomas got together. Uh, I didn't see everything, but I believe it was you and him that got together in some way. And you wound up on the short end of that stick. But ultimately, that gave you a better shot in race number two. Tell us a little bit about how that played out. Yeah, man, it was uh, one of them deals that just luck was on our side. And uh, I'd rather be lucky than good any day, I mean, especially in racing. And, um, you know, we're thinking about points. You know, we're getting deep in the season. And so at that point, every spot counts. And 
Dane, me, Dean Ward, and Annabeth were all three so close uh, since we kind of missed in qualifying. It was going to be hard to get around either one of them. So I was trying to work Dean over. It took me – I knew I was faster, but just we were so close that it was. It took me about 28, 29 laps to get around him. And then about the time I got around him, me and Camden got together. And, I mean, it, it worked out for me for the second race, getting to start where I did. Um, I mean, would I have liked to have the third and – possibly the second i don't think i had anything to run jason down unless we had a late race caution um but for points i wish we could have got up there because i feel like the car was good enough second race to drive through the field anyway but uh, i mean it was just one of them racing deals he says you know there's three sides to every story there's his side my side and the truth and (laughs) he's gonna think his way i'm gonna think my way and uh that's just the way racing goes i mean it worked out better for me in the long run so well, move on well we next. had we had Cam on our first segment, and we talked about everything but that incident. And I would dare say you would probably not trade with him. He finished second in both races, and you won race number two. So I would think carrying that checkered flag is probably the ultimate uh, savior, right? Oh yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't have traded two seconds for that win. Uh, not not any day of the week. I mean, it wouldn't matter if it was my first win all over again or if it was my last win. I mean, that's just the uh, that's what we're in it for. We're not in it for championships or money we're, we're in it to win races so every race you win that's that's what i'm there for exactly now i, I want to brag on you a little bit i was at a speedway for several years i think four but uh, my memory don't work as good as it used to but i had a great time down there and i want to thank all the fans down at a speedway all the competitors all the teams all the sponsors uh jason robert turner nobody did anything wrong my, my life just changed a little bit i had to go and be at the nhra drag racing major league events a lot more uh, and Jason, you know, had to be able to count on somebody to be there for all the races. It just didn't work out where I could come back. I wanted to say that, make sure there's no ill, Ill will there. I, I love a speedway and would, uh, would definitely come back and do some more races if the situation worked out where they invited me and they needed me. That said, Chase, I got to watch you, uh, race quite a bit there. And man, I saw a great amount of improvement from when I saw you first start to when I walked away from a speedway, I was saying to myself, that guy's going to win some races. Did, do you feel, did you feel that progression too? Yeah. Um, especially since, you know, growing up around ACE, you know, my dad, he, uh, my mama and papa obviously been there all their life. I, it's been a long time. Um, and then my mom and my sister and everybody worked there and I never really worked there. I done more of the, you know, pit side of things, but that's where I grew up was around ACE. That's where I've raced go-kart set for the first time and got my first go-kart win there and my first championship there. Um, and then being with Dylan Ward and Dean Ward and Robert Turner and all of them when they were racing, my dad crew, or helped on Robert's car and crew chief for Jay Fogelman, and they would always go to, uh, you know, Ace for. I got you. Well, Chase, we're coming up on our first break in your segment, but when we come back, we're going to talk more with another rising young star of late model stock car racing here in the triad, Chase Murphy, when we come back. And welcome back to this edition of the Pit Stop. I'm your host, Randy Pettit. We have got another great young late model racer with us tonight, and he is part of a great family of local racing. And I say that because their entire family is involved in the sport. I'll let him talk more about that in a moment. But we're talking to Chase Murphy. Uh, recently got his first late model stock car victory of his career down at Caraway Speedway. And as I was telling him in the first segment of, of this half of the program, 
Chase, I really enjoy watching folks get that first one. And I know you're never going to forget Saturday night. Your family, uh, your grandmother, your mom, your your sister, a lot of your family involved uh, at Ace Speedway in the scoring side of things. And you were telling me that's where your racing career got started. So how old were you when you started racing go-karts and how did that happen? Um, my dad, uh, I was seven when I got my first chance to race a go-kart. Uh, whenever my dad was working on Robert Turner's car along with my papa and my mom and mama and sister were working at the racetrack. And uh, my dad was helping Robert when he won both of his NASCAR championships at Ace. So uh, whenever they built the go-kart track over there, it was one of them deals. We went and watched the first race, and I looked at my dad, and I said, this is what I want to do. And he told me then, he said, you got a choice, baseball or racing, which one you picking? And from seven years old till now, I wouldn't change that decision for the world. <laughs> I got I you. Racing all the way, and luckily it worked out where me and Jamie York got to come through the ranks together. Uh, with him racing go-karts there as well. I was going to ask you about Jamie. Uh, you guys did start about the same time. You're similar ages. Uh, you're both part of great racing families, and I'm hoping to get Jamie and Jason on the program. Uh, they're out of town working a lot, and they're really hard to get, but they're two guys I'd love to talk to. But I watched you and Jamie go at it a lot in limited late model racing over at Speedway, and you're telling me, oh, that's nothing, man. We've been beating and banging for years. Yeah, back in the day, I mean, it was one of them deals when me and Jamie showed up to the racetrack in a go-kart, it was like, all right, well, everybody else is racing for third because Chase and Jamie are going to walk away with this one. And, you know, there's nights that I was always a little more aggressive than Jamie was, uh, and I still feel like it's that way. He's more on the careful side of things, even with a race car. Um, and there's been nights today where we get together and we wait till, you know, we don't talk to each other that night. It might be Sunday or Monday, and we'll call each other and be like, hey, man, I, you know, I didn't mean to do that, but. You know, that's how racing goes. <laughs> and uh, it worked out for both of us because now we get to kind of work together. We're coming out of the same shop, helping each other on each other's car. I mean, if one of us needs something, we just call everyone and say, hey, you know, I need help. Let's go to the shop and get something done. Now, Jamie got his first pole in late model competition uh, down at Caraway Speedway earlier this year. So he had that bragging right. But you were the first one so far to carry a checkered flag. So you're going to needle him a little bit with that at the shop? Uh, here lately, it's been one of them deals <laughs> where uh, it's like me. Luckily, the way it worked out this year, uh, Jason's leading the points. I'm second. And I think after the drops, Jamie will be third. Um, and me and I told Jamie, I called him Monday whenever we were talking on the phone. He was at the beach with his dad and i said you know me and jason both got a win at caraway now now you got to get one this year so there you go <laughs> we're, trying to, uh, we're trying to kind of help him get on up there and get his win out of the way for caraway so we can all three have one there you go well uh Folks, I'm Randy Pettit, your host of The Pit Stop, the one of the announcers down at Caraway Speedway. And, of course, I'm most known for my work over at the famed Quarter Mile, the madhouse over in Winston-Salem, and the store at North Wilkesboro Speedway, where I was one of the announcing voices up there alongside one of the legends of the Motor Racing Network, my friend Winston Kelly, the uh, curator of uh, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, the executive director. And, man, uh, I've, I've had a pleasure to work at a lot of racetracks, Chase, uh, 114 to be exact, Ace Speedway, I count among one of my favorites. Uh, I wanted to talk about them for a moment, and then we're going to switch gears and go back to Caraway. Uh, Ace Speedway, man, Robert and Jason Turner have worked so hard. I was there to see it for, you know, three, four, five seasons and see how much effort, physical effort, uh, how much money and time they pumped in that racetrack. And uh, 
they've got a real big event coming up on August the 11th. The Cars Tour returns to Ace Speedway. And I know those big races are important to these uh, racetracks like Ace and Caraway. Uh, the Cars Tour was a big night for us, and I know it's going to be a big night for Ace Speedway. Talk about Robert and Jason Turner and Ace Speedway and how much it means to you and the race fans in the area. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said earlier, growing up, I always grew up around Robert and uh, Jason and uh, Robert helped me a lot, you know, when I was younger, helped me develop a lot of my driving skills, uh, kind of teach me the ropes, I guess you could say. And, uh, I mean, there ain't nobody that works harder. He told me whenever I started, whenever we started getting into the course, he said, look, if you're going to do this, you got to be a hundred percent in a hundred percent of the time. And, uh, I mean, he leads by example by saying that, I mean, when it comes, when he got the racetrack, he's a hundred percent in a hundred percent of the time. Um, even with running his own business on the side, him and Jason Turner, are both, I mean, they're a hundred percent in on that racetrack and you can see the improvement going on. Um, and I mean, these big races mean a lot to all the small tracks around here when the cars tour comes to town. I mean, and it means more to like your local divisions too, like your limited drivers, they're up on the stick a whole lot yes. harder when the cars tour comes to town. Yes. I mean. And, uh, and the limited late models at a speedway got a pair of 30 lap races, their chance to shine, maybe catch the eye of somebody looking for a driver down the line. Uh, that's on Friday night, August 11th, a speedway. Of course, the cars tour 125, the main event. Uh, I was actually got to help with the television broadcast when Bobby McCarty and, and Josh Berry, uh, I called the shot on that one, man. You go back and listen to race broadcast. I told Tony Stevens, you watch, it's fixing to get real good here on this front row. And sure enough, it happened. And, and as fate may have it, that kind of paved the way for Josh Berry to sit out. And he went on and won the uh, NASCAR national championship. Congratulations to him for that. Well-deserved. And our buddy Lane Riggs did that recently as well. And uh, Lane getting shot in the truck series again up at uh, Indianapolis Raceway Park. So it's kind of cool to get to rub elbows with some of these people and see them move up the ladder. Uh, what next for you, Chase? You're just now starting to run up front and got your first win in late model. What do you see down the road for you? Uh, I think it mainly just depends on, uh, you know, sponsors right now is a tough time to get sponsors for anybody. And, uh, for us, it's, it's real hard. I mean, we start, a lot of people tell us we're crazy. We start the year on $3,000. I mean, that's what we have in the racing account and we just run when we can. We normally pick one or two racetracks and say, you know, we're going to run until we run out of money. And, uh, you know, there's been times we go to the racetrack and we're like, all right, we're getting close. This might, this might be the last <laughs> yeah. one. And, uh, so I think it just depends on what, you know, how sponsors fall, how the money falls, you know, um, if it all works out, hopefully we'll get to do some more late model racing, go to, my main goal was to get to go to Martinsville one year, um, try there to go there. And then if we get the back end and I can either get a ride or, you know, even just get to run one or two course tour races here or there, you know, at exactly. Ace or Caraway, there you go. Uh, uh, so track that you got some some laps on. That that would yeah. be a good move. Love to see that. I hope that works out for you. Let's uh, let's talk about Caraway for a minute. I want to remind the fans that on August the fifth, Saturday night, is Crashing Hackett's Night of Destruction. Thirty five laps for the uh, Challenger Division, uh, Caraway Stocks, Bootleggers, Demolition Derby. A crazy night. Uh, coming up at Caraway Speedway on Saturday night, August the 5th. A drifting exhibition by some of the regulars of the 336 meets down there. We're going to race the cool buses, like I call them, man. Those big old school buses. A huge any car enduro race. We're going to somehow race cars with boat trailers. You, I, I, folks, you got to see it. Bootleggers, you cars in action. Chase, what about $25 a car load? How many people can you stuff in a Toyota Corolla? 
as long as you can roll in the gate with everybody in the cars, 25 bucks car load. There you go. There's your college challenge or your high school challenge. How many people can you get in your Corolla, your Camry, uh, your Hyundai Elantra, whatever you're driving, man. I, I've seen some people bring a little small motor home in there with eight or 10 people in there. We don't care, man. We want to fill up Caraway Speedway on August the 5th. And then the late models return on August 26th for the 58th anniversary of Caraway Speedway. Big night of racing there. And ladies night scheduled to return on September the 16th. Chase, the folks at Caraway Speedway, Darren Hackett, Tina, Randy Myers, Doug Smith, uh, everybody, Alan Todd, myself, we've all rolled up our sleeves and went to work this year. Great crew down there. Caraway is really starting to, to come alive. Good crowd there on the 22nd. And we appreciate your family being a part of our, our late model regulars there. Talk about Caraway Speedway and what's going on down there. Yeah, Caraway is definitely, I mean, you can see the improvements of Caraway. I mean, the fan base is getting larger. The car count's getting better. Um, the first time I actually got to go race at Caraway was in 2019 when all the COVID stuff happened. They started shutting places down. And we went to Caraway. Uh, Dylan Ward talked me into it. Um, and I grew up helping Dylan. So whenever he told me that's where I needed to go, I was like, all right. And he's had a lot of success down there. So I went a lot with him and you can just see the improvement from all aspects of it. I mean, the car counts getting better. The fan base is getting better and you can just feel the atmosphere changing whenever you roll in the gate. Now, I mean, whenever you get out on the front stretch and you can look around and see the crowd, uh, I mean, that's what it's all about. And, and a driver, that a driver that pumps you up, right? When you see all oh, those people yeah. in the stands. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. want to keep coming back for sure. Uh, I mean, we don't do it for money. We do it for the fans. And uh, so the more fans we get, that make that makes it even better for us. It makes us want to come back and try even harder. Well, I, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed working alongside your family in the tower up at Ace Speedway and Robert and Jason over there. And I hope you guys have a big, big crowd for the Cars Tour on August the 11th over at Ace Speedway. And I'm going to do my best to try to get over there. I work seven days a week. I'm out here at Rooster's Country Store. Uh, my, my racing buddy, Terry King, owns Rooster's Country Store. We got the metal yard art. And Chase is looking over my shoulder, and you can see the, uh, the metal rooster up there. We've got those. We've got a, a real country store, about everything you can think of that's good to eat. And uh, Chase, if you guys are ever out here, we're right across the other side of the bridge from Trailers of the East Coast in Moxville. We hope you guys will come on out and see us, and I'll find something for your grandmother. Well, Chase, I'm going to let you have the final word here. I know you've probably got a few folks you'd like to thank that have gotten you this far. Yeah, definitely couldn't do any of it without uh, my mom and dad, my mom, papa, my sister, brother-in-law, uh, Robbie Pitts. He spots for me every week. Uh, First Nations Auto Sale. Uh, JNT Woodworks, JV Blackwell and Sons Trucking, uh, Jason and Tracy York for sure. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be where I am now. Um, Dylan Ward and Dean Ward, both of them, they've helped me tremendously throughout my racing career growing up with them. They've taught me just about everything I can know about race cars. And uh, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't even be racing right now. I'd just be working on Dylan's cars and Jason's cars. Well, folks, there you have it. Our first-time late model winner. We're excited to have him on the program tonight. Our thanks to Chase Murphy and all of his family for everything they do supporting Triad Area Racing over at Ace Speedway and at Caraway Speedway. Well, I'm your host, Randy Pettit. We thank you for joining us on this edition of The Pit Stop, and we'll see you at the track.